guys, welcome to another episode of the Basewala Podcast. Today, we're going to see where exactly Minho and Yut have hidden the maps. Because like, you know, they have hidden the maps. And in place of the real maps, they had just kept bunches of paper, okay? And they have taken Thomas to the place where they have kept the maps. Or hidden the maps, you know? It's the weapons room. The one, same one where... The weapons and pistols and everything. No, wait, there were no pistols there. Well, the knives and stuff were there. Yeah, let's see the pistol. Let's start with chapter 42. Minho switched on the light, making Thomas squint for a second until his eyes got used to it. The nascent shadows clung to the boxes of weapons scattered across the table and floor. Blades and sticks and other nasty-looking devices seemed to wait there, ready to take on a life of their own and kill the first person stupid enough to come close. The dank, musty smell only added to the creepy feel of the room. There's a hidden storage closet back here, Minho explained, walking past some shelves into a dark corner. Only a couple of us know about it. Thomas heard the creak of an old wooden door, and then Minho was dragging a cardboard box across the floor. The scrape of it sounded like a knife on bone. I put each trunk's worth in its own box. Eight boxes total. They are all in there. Which one is this? Thomas asked. He knelt down next to it, eager to get started. Just open it and see. Each piece is marked, remember? Thomas pulled on the crisscrossed lead flaps until they popped open. The maps for section two lay in a messy heap. Thomas reached in and pulled out a stack. Okay, he said. The runners have always compared these day to day, looking to see if there was a pattern that would somehow help figure out a way to an exit. You even said you didn't really know what you were looking for, but you kept studying them anyway. Right? Minho nodded, arms folded. He looked as if someone were about to reveal the secret of immortal life. Well, Thomas continued. What if all the wall movements had nothing to do with a map or a maze or anything like that? What if instead the pattern spelled words? Some kind of clue that will help us escape. Minho pointed at the maps in Thomas's hand, letting out a frustrated sigh. Dude, you have any idea how much we've studied these things? Don't you think we would have noticed if it were spelling out freaking words? Maybe it's too hard to see with the naked eye, just comparing one day to the next, and maybe you weren't supposed to compare one day to the next, but look at it one day at a time. Tommy, I might not be the sharpest guy in the glade, but sounds like you're talking straight out your butt to me. While he'd been talking, Thomas's mind had been spinning even faster. The answer was within his grasp. He knew he was almost there. It was just so hard to put into words. Okay, okay, he said, starting over. You've always had one runner assigned to one section, right? Right, Minho replied. He seemed genuinely interested and ready to understand. And that runner makes a map every day and then compares it to maps from the previous days for that section. What if, instead, you were supposed to compare the eight sections to each other every day? Each day being a separate clue or code. Did you ever compare sections to other sections? Minho rubbed his chin, nodding. Yeah. Kind of. We tried to see if they made something when put together. Of course we did that. We've tried everything. Thomas pulled his legs up underneath him, studying the maps in his lap. He could just barely see the lines of the maze written on the second page through the page resting on top. In that instant, 
He knew what they had to do. He looked up at the others. Wax paper. Huh? When you asked, what the? Just trust me. We need wax paper and scissors. And every black marker and pencil you can find. Frypan wasn't too happy having a whole box of his wax paper rolls taken away from him, especially with their supplies being cut off. He argued that it was one of the things he always requested, that he used it for baking. They finally had to tell him what they needed it for to convince him to give it up. After 10 minutes of hunting down pencils and markers, most had been in the map room and were destroyed in the fire, Thomas sat around the work table in the weapons basement with Newt, Minhu and Teresa. They hadn't found any scissors, so Thomas had grabbed the sharpest knife he could find. This better be good, Minho said. Warning raised his voice, but his eyes showed some interest. Newt leaned forward, putting his elbows on the table, as if waiting for a magic trick. Get on with it, Greeny. Okay, Thomas was eager to do so, but was also scared to death it might end up being nothing. He handed the knife to Minho, then pointed at the wax paper. Start cutting rectangles about the size of the maps. Newt and Teresa, you can help me grab the first ten or so maps from each section box. What is this? Kiddy craft time? Minho held up the knife and looked at it in disgust. Why don't you just tell us what the clunk we're doing this for? I'm done explaining, Thomas said, knowing they just had to see what he was picturing in his mind. He stood to go, rummaged through the storage closet. It will be easier to show you. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong and we can go back to running around the maze like mice. Minho sighed, clearly irritated, then muttered something under his breath. Teresa had stayed quiet for a while, but she spoke up inside Thomas's head. I think I know what you're doing. Brilliant, actually. Thomas was startled, but he tried his best to cover it up. He knew he had to pretend he didn't have voices in his head. The others would think he was a lunatic. Just come help me. He tried to say back, thinking each word separately, trying to visualize the message. Send it. But she didn't respond. Teresa, he said aloud. Can you help me a second? He nodded toward the closet. The two of them went into the dusty little room and opened up all the boxes, grabbing a small stack of maps from each one. Returning to the table, Thomas found Minho had cut 20 sheets already, making a messy pile to his right as he threw each piece on top. Thomas sat down and grabbed a few. He held one of the papers up to the light, saw how it shone through with a milky glow. It was exactly what he needed. He grabbed a marker. Alright everybody, trace the last 10 or so days onto a piece of this stuff. Make sure you write the info on top so we can keep track of what's what. When we're done, I think we might see something. What? Minho began. Just bloody keep cutting, Newt ordered. I think I know where he's going with this. Thomas was relieved from his finally getting it. They got to work, tracing from original maps to wax paper one by one, trying to keep it clean and correct while hurrying as fast as possible. Thomas used the side of a stray slab of wood as a makeshift ruler, keeping his lines straight. Soon he had completed five maps, then five more. The others kept the same pace, working feverishly. As Thomas drew, he started to feel a tickle of panic, a sick feeling that what they were doing was a complete waste of time. But Teresa, sitting next to him, was a study in concentration her tongue sticking out the corner of her mouth as she traced lines up and down, side to side. She seemed way more confident that they were definitely onto something. Box by box, section by section, they continued on. I've had enough, Newt finally announced, breaking the quiet. My fingers are bloody burning like a mother. See if it's working. Thomas put his marker down, then flexed his fingers, 
hoping he had been right about all this. Okay, give me the last few days of each section. Make piles along the table in order from section 1 to section 8. One here, he pointed at an end, to eight here. He pointed at the other end. Silently, they did as he asked, sorting through what they had traced until eight low stacks of wax paper lined the table. Jittery and nervous, Thomas picked up one page from each pile, making sure they were all from the same day, keeping them in order. He then laid them one on top of the other so that each drawing of the maze matched the same day above it and below it until he was looking at eight different sections of the maze at once. What he saw amazed him. Almost magically, like a picture coming into focus, an image developed. Teresa let out a small gasp. Lines crossed each other up and down so much so that what Thomas held in his hands looked like a checkered grid. But certain lines in the middle, lines that happened to appear more often than any other, made a slightly darker image than the rest. It was subtle, but it was, without doubt, there. Sitting in the exact centre of the page was the letter F. Yup, there is an F letter in the middle of the page, which means the plan Thomas was on to is correct. And now we're going to see what exactly the maze spells each day. I know you're excited, just like me. And that's all for today, guys. I'll see you next Sunday, only on the Masona Podcast.